You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. For this week's podcast, we're going to get to know the players a little bit in somewhat of a different way than we have in the past. I'm Allison Furter, and I'm here with Thomas Harding, who covers the Colorado Rockies every single day, including today. And Thomas, we are going to do something a little bit different. So we're going to pick your brain and put you on the spot. Uh, for a little game that we don't really have a title to, but it's the player most likely to dot, dot, dot. And so then I will throw a scenario at you, and then you will uh, give me your best uh, guess. So are you ready? Beautiful. Yeah, just leave a, leave a couple of brain cells for me to try to get by the rest of my day. Okay. All right. We won't make this too hard. So uh, who is the Rockies player most likely to throw a no-hitter or a perfect game? I'm going to have to say John Gray. I mean, he just has that uh, big strapping frame. He's young. He hasn't. Uh, he, he has had some, um, you know, travesty at Coors Field. But sometimes when he gets on a roll, he can really go. So I'm going to say John Gray. Uh, maybe that curveball that he's worked on uh, will help complete him as a pitcher, or maybe he just shows up and just blows balls by people. And it's a and it's a no hitter. I mean, I would expect a no hitter on the road rather than at home, since uh, there's only been one hitter, no one no hitter thrown in the history of the park, and it wasn't by a Rockies player. Who was it? It was Hideo Nomo. All um, oh, right. That I think was rain delayed a couple of times. What back in. I think 1995, it was a really strange game, but he ended up pitching from the stretch for most of the game and throwing a no-hitter at Coors Field. That's awesome. Okay, who is the uh, Rockies player most likely to hit for the cycle? Oh, gosh. Um, If it's a Coors Field, it could be anybody. Um, And Carlos Gonzalez has done that before, but um, I'm going to say Charlie Blackman because Charlie can run a little bit. Nolan Arenado is not the fastest guy in the world. Now, if it's, like I say, if it's at Coors Field, then he can park a triple into the corner there and maybe leg one out, and then the rest of it uh, is something that he can do often. But Charlie Blackman, the speed that he has on the bases could allow him to do that. Okay. Who is the player most likely to have a must-see for MLB.com, which basically just means one of those like highlight reel videos that you must see? I think Nolan Arenado had 221 of them last year with the plays that he made defensively. So it's not like it's not exactly like I'm going out on a limb there and picking him on this one. That's true. That was really that was a softball one. That was pretty, uh, okay. yeah. Keep them keep them soft like that. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. They actually, because you have a pretty good um, group to pick from in a lot of these. Because um, let's face it, this was a very good offensive team, regardless of the fact that they didn't have a good season at all. This still is a pretty good hitting team. So, which brings us to the next question. Who is the player most likely to hit a grand slam? Nolan Arenado. Um, And, you know, the question is how many grand slams or how early they'll happen because you tend to have a few at Coors Field. So, I want to say Nolan Arenado, and you figure he'll back clean up, and there will be games when guys like Charlie Blackman, Gerardo Parra, and um, Carlos Gonzalez get on the base ahead of him. Okay, and who is the pitcher most likely to put together the longest scoreless inning streak? I'm going to say, um, while Gray has the talent, I'm going to say either Chad Bettis or 
Jorge De La Rosa because Jorge De La Rosa has pitched well before. But Bettis, when he gets on a roll, and he got on a roll a few times last year, he's very hard to hit. And he almost threw um, a couple of complete game shutouts at home last year. So I'm going to say him. I guess the other guy, the unsung guy, would be Chris Rusin if he's able to make the rotation because he did actually throw a – shut out last year. There haven't been that many of them in the history of Coors Field. I really wish I, I could remember. It's something like 13 by a Rockies pitcher uh, complete game shutout. So you don't, ha- you don't have a lot to choose from there. And uh, maybe if there's, a com- if there's a scoreless inning streak, it doesn't have to be that long because of the history of pitching here. Good point. Um, okay, here's a fun one. Who's the most likely to get ejected? Wow, that's a good one. Who's the most likely to get ejected? Um, I, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to say the catcher Nick Hundley. He did get ejected once last year. It's really out of character for him. But you don't really have the type of guy that blows off the handle. And the Walt Weiss very rarely gets ejected. So I can't even throw the manager there. If it had been Clint Hurdle managing this team or even Jim Tracy, I'd have immediately picked one of those guys. But uh, let's see. Huntley was thrown out of one game last year. I guess if I wanted to find an unlikely guy, um, well, Huntley's an unlikely guy. Let me change it to Blackman. Um, There have been a couple of times at the plate where Blackman has really disagreed with a pitch call, and he's really shown it. So he may be the guy rather than Huntley. Yeah, and Huntley's an easy one. I mean, it's usually like a veteran guy um, who's maybe not afraid to get uh, thrown out and like a, a catcher, um, I think it was Mark Bowman who was saying AJ Prusinski would be like perfect for that because they kind of they, they strategically do that sometimes too. Yeah, they do strategically do it. Although um, a lot of times, especially with the young staff, you kind of don't want your catcher being thrown out. And <laughs> some catchers, the, the ones who do get thrown out, they're notable. Like they had. Um, they, they had Jorba Toriaba around here, and he was very notable for showing his displeasure with umpires. But most catchers, they don't want to get on the umpire's bad side. I mean, if there's a bad call, rather than argue with him, you know, they'll come out the next inning, maybe give him a chocolate bar or something, say, hey, you know, maybe your energy's down. I, I'm, I'm for you on this. You know, you want to, as a catcher, um, you, you want to come up with a relationship with that umpire. I remember even coaching Little League, I'd tell my catchers, hey, go introduce yourself, call them Mr., or if it's a woman, Miss, and and, and just really be nice back then. <laughs> See, there are, there's so much strategy that we don't really think about, and that is definitely part of it. Um, okay, oh, here's a good one that could be applicable um, to the Colorado Rockies. Who is the pitcher most likely to lose a starting spot in the rotation? Oh, boy. The pitcher most likely because usually it's by injury and it happens really early in spring training to lose a spot in the rotation. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say John Gray, even though I'm saying that he's the most talented guy of them because if he shows up in spring training and is struggling after seeing what's happened um, to some of the young pitchers over the last few years, they may go in ahead and say, hey, listen, why don't you step back a bit? So I'm going to say John Gray on that. But it's more because of history than anything that, that he um, does because I do see a lot of talent. And on the position player side, the first bench player to snag a spot in the starting lineup. So that probably also wouldn't be applicable to a, an injury. But the first bench player, you think that, that would snag a spot in the starting lineup? Hmm. 
think about that one here for a second. I'm actually going to kind of bend it a bit. Yeah, the, free, the, the first bench player to actually grow into a starting lineup spot. And I'm going to say Tom Murphy, and I don't even know if he'll start the season in the big leagues, but he's a, he's a young catcher they really think a lot of. And I could see if this season goes south, maybe at some point um, after, after his development is finished, they say, Tom, we want you to be the starter. We'll move um, Nick Humley, maybe even move him to another team or to a, ba- or, or to a kind of 50% or a little bit less role, and let's see what you do with this because you're the catcher of the future. Okay, and now we have our grand finale, and this is the, this is the big one, Thomas. So I want you to dig deep, think hard if you need a couple extra seconds to get your thoughts together. Uh, that's not a problem. The player most likely to have Justin Bieber walk out music. Well, you know that uh, a few years ago, Troy Tulowitzki actually had Justin Bieber as his walk-up song. <laughs> he had Justin uh, Bieber. He also had Katy Perry, and he explained it to us, saying, hey, you know, I know there are a lot of kids in the stands, and they really, and I figure it would appeal to them. Now, a lot of the kids are the sardonic types. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're this late. So Tulowitzki actually did that, and um, I guess if, there's someone to take the Tulowitzki Beebs mantle. It would be, um, I don't think it would be Carlos Gonzalez, although he has actually seen Justin Bieber in concert with about half the Rockies players when they were young. I'm going to say Trevor Story, the young shortstop. Uh, you know, he was he worked out with Tulowitzki a couple of times in the offseason um, for a few years, so maybe some of that is rubbed off. Maybe the musical taste is rubbed off on, on um, Trevor Story. So well, let's go with Trevor. Okay, so let's back up here for a second. The, uh, yes. Several Rockies, young Rockies players, as young players, but as minor leaguers, they went to a Justin Bieber concert together? Yeah, in fact, they went together, and I believe that um, one of the club officials actually went to the concert because he couldn't believe this was going on. And I'm sure he was thinking, oh, my gosh, pro baseball players among the teeny bopper crowd. Let's hope nothing bad happens. So someone from the organization actually went to that concert just just to make sure nothing, you know, strange happened, or I'm sure that you had people look at these players like, you're 26 years old, what are you doing here? But yeah, I think it was like three or four years ago, um, about half the team showed up at a Bieber, Bieber concert and was into the music, and they were singing it in the clubhouse. It was, um, it was called having a young team. Wow. See, there are things, new things that you learn every single day, and I feel... Um, enlightened from this conversation. So, Thomas, thank you so much for all that information, and have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll catch up with you next time. I'll tell you what, when we're getting enlightenment from a conversation like that about Justin Bieber, we live dark lives. We've got to, baseball's got to get here really quick. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.